When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Thanks for joining me for Dwayne's World and for Midday of Madness. We'll head back to your calls shortly. So 1-300-736-736, the open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Head back to your calls and text very shortly on 1-300-736-736. We'll bring you another tennis update as well. Thanks to the Kia all-electric EV6 GT supercar, a pinnacle of engineering Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted but David King's been good enough to join me the Fox footy and SEN guru who's been watching the teams on the track especially in Victoria I don't think he's gotten a bird just yet and uh, flown into state although I'm heading to Hobart to do this show from there on Monday so looking forward to doing the show from Hobart on Monday if you're listening to this in Tassie looking forward to seeing you in Hobart and uh, hopefully have some more uh, information on whether the Tassie 19th license is going to get up but David King has been good enough to give us some of his time on his way home from Essendon training. Welcome to you, Kingy. Great to have you back. Oh, the seafood's in real danger down there in Hobart next week, if that's the case. Scallop pie? Oh, the lot. You can't go wrong down there. The oysters oh, are amazing. Can't. You can't. Apparently the steak goes all right too. But, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a wagyu on Hutchie's budget. Um, there was uh, a little bit of uh, meat go astray today. Was there, was there a calf popped by Peter Wright today, Kingy? What's the latest? Well, yeah, it happened early. He did cracked a, crashed into a big pack at full forward, as you'd expect. He's a very competitive beast, a big man, and uh, hobbled from the track. Looked like he'd, he'd suffered some sort of calf strain. Um, I think the club put out something saying it was a calf awareness. I'm not sure what, yeah. not sure what awareness means these days, but uh, certainly there's a setback there, which is, is, a, is a real blow when you look at their forward stocks, their tall forward stocks at the moment, because... Obviously, um, there's, there's no Harrison Jones on the track at the minute. He's he's, he's building his way back through the, the rehab group. Um, not sure whether Zach Reed's going to play forward or back this year, but he's not out there at the moment. Nick Cox didn't train. So in terms of tall forward targets, Weedman was on the sidelines as well. I think he's coming back from a, a quad strain. So they're down on, on tall stocks forward of centre. Um, we know string is a good target and all those sorts of things, but it's going to make... Uh, the start to the season, a bit of a challenge for the for the tall targets, forward of centre, for those midfielders, um, you know, cutting forward. In fact, big bodies in general, because in defence they've got an issue as well, haven't they, Kingy? Uh, Stewart didn't train today. He's probably their big body defender. Um, they've got enough of those. I guess they're just undersized intercept mark types. Um, can you get away with those? You know, Laverde and Ridley and. Are they, are they? Do they have enough size to cope against the absolute big boppers? And when you look around the competition at the moment, you'd, have, you'd probably have to say no because guys like Mackay, um, Tom Hawkins, they're seriously big now. You know, you, you know, your Rory Lobb types. I mean, they're, they're just so difficult when you're giving away, you know, six to eight inches against those guys or even four to five inches against those guys. It just becomes very difficult to compete. So 
they're probably light on at both ends given the injury uh, crisis at the moment. And I had a caller the other day and we debated it a bit whether or not Essendon can turn their maybe more mobile defence, their lighter defence into a weapon. Um, what did you ascertain from style today as to where Essendon might be able to improve under their new coach? Just looks like a lot more kicking, a lot more um, switching of the ball. There's, there's, there's a little bit of a um, bit more... It looked like there was a bit more control in the Essendon game plan than what I'd seen around the competition you know, from those teams training in Melbourne at the moment. Um, of course, you don't get all the answers. They're, they're one-off sessions, so it's, I'm not going to make any massive statements today. But it just looked like it was take your time, be a bit more patient with the ball and allow that defence to get set. You know, they probably have to play the territory game given that lack of size um, down back that we've just spoken about. So they move really well. Shield was very good. Yeah, Jake Stringer, I know he has his, his detractors and he, he never may, he's maybe not going to launch any men for all seasons calendars you know, this week or during most pre-seasons, but he's effective. He would have had seven or eight shots at goal today. Not sure what he finished with, probably you know, three or four goals, but he, he just was a constant forward of centre. There's a couple of the younger players uh, really showed some signs. I thought uh, Alwyn Davey was very good uh, forward of centre. Um, good to see you know, the young... The, I think they're, they're, they're picks that they've taken with those uh, mid-season selections or the last man on list type, um, you know, the supplementary selections. Mm. They've, they've, they've just done... The, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about Martin... We've talked enough about um, uh, Massimo D'Ambrosio, uh, those types of guys, Durham. They, they played so well in, the, in these matches. They really set them up today. But Lord Zach Merritt was a standout, as you'd expect. His kicking's a feature. Um, so there's, there's a lot to like about what they're doing. They gave Hobbs and Perkins primetime exposure in the midfield. So you'd think that that's going to be a future, the future of that, uh, that uh, midfield core. Uh, Heppel was on a wing, which was interesting. I'm just not sure okay. where he's going to find a spot in this team. Captain, uh, any indicator who was vocal today? No, not really. I, I, look, it's, it's a hard one to, to work out whether they will do anything with the captaincy. I, I, have they made a comment there at all? I haven't heard, no. I haven't heard them no. say that they're necessarily replacing Dyson. I, I don't know if that's on the cards or not. Hmm. So Hobbs, Cox, if he's fit, Jones... Cox, Perkins. Cox didn't train today. He's off the track. Yep. He didn't see him there. Didn't see him in the rehab groups. I'm not sure where he is, Dwayne, mm. which, is a, which is a bit of a concern. They do have some reasonable young kids. And with a, a fresh coach, Brad Scott, maybe they can you know, have that fast track season. But you're right. I mean, they need it at both ends. Is there a possibility that we could have Jake Springer's best ever year? If, if he is fit, regardless of whether you know, he looks like he's you know, cut or not, if you can have an injury for a year and a consistent year, then it's a different Essendon, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I'm just having a, I was just having a quick look through. I just think he's had this tendency over the last six or seven seasons to miss blocks of football. Yeah. Like he missed a block of four games last year, a block of two games, and was, was a scratching for the start of the season. He missed three games in 2021. He missed half a dozen games in 2020. He missed four games in 19. So look, he's starting to miss a bit of football, and I know this has been a frustration for Jake. I mean, he's he's, he's such a dynamic player, both in the, in at centre bounces and forward of centre. They just need 23 games out of this young man, in, you know, this season to to really maximise what what he can be and what they can be in terms of their scoring forward of centre, because everything seems to go through Jake. Um, 
So it's another big year for him. I think we talk about Jake more than any other Essendon player, yeah. but yeah, he, he was he was one that really that really stood out. Today. There was a wild card there today, Dwayne. Don't know enough about this young guy, but I'm going to I'm going to start uh, start ha- having a, a look at him. Is the young guy Jai McKenzie, who was sorry Jai Menzi yep. from uh, from South Australia? He, he was picked up in the the mid season uh, draft last year. He was very good forward of centre as a as an undersized almost pseudo full forward, 180 centimetres. Did really well. Did some classy things today. Maybe he's a name that you might see early this season. Yeah, I think he kicked a few goals, according to uh, on the text here. Taggy from Aspen Vale, who might have been there. Was there a good crowd in? Always a good crowd out at the Bombers. Always yep. a good crowd out there. And, uh, yeah, you can see why. It was a very attractive session. There's a lot to like about it, you know, how they look, particularly this time of year with their ball movement being so slick um, with the quality of play they've got in there. But, as you say, it's, it's, just a, it's just a watch to see how it all comes together and, they had to throw Draper forward of centre there for the you know the last two quarters of, of the match. Him and he actually looked quite good down there, but I'm, you know don't know how viable that is against against good quality opposition key backs. And did you lay any hip and shoulders or cop any uh, at all today down there, Kingy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the coach down there. You know he's uh, he was hands on. He was he was involved today. No, I, I keep well away, Dwayne. Keep my distance. It's too early for sparring. Nah, round eight, that's when we're looking forward to it. Um, all right, Carlton, you saw them a couple of days ago. What did you make of the Blues? Uh, like what they're doing. Yeah, like what they're doing. I just put something up on Twitter, which always gets a little bit of feedback. Not not all positive, as you know, Dwayne. A couple of standouts. I thought young Jesse Motlop was terrific. Um, what he does is, is just so clean. Um, you, you just you know that he's he's prepared himself beautifully for a, for, for a big season. Um, Chera went head to head with Cripps there on occasion and nailed him in a couple of big tackles. So I, I like where Chera sits. I mean, we know these guys, some of these midfielders. There's, there's no surprise, but I think that the you know the player of the session was Mitch McGovern. He he, right. he intercept marked everything. He looked terrific across half back. He looked super fit. Uh, Weedering, McGovern, um, Young down back, and then he's just got the whippets. You know, they had full speed going from Williams. Who hasn't missed a session all preseason, and this is the, this is the Zach Williams that they looked for, that dynamic, you know, slicing through the the absolute core or corridor of the ground. Uh, Shard doing what he does on the other halfback flank, Doherty into the midfield. Um, so it's a different looking midfield than what we'd seen uh, over the last couple of years. So it was really exciting to see um, these, you know, this this. The ball movement was the focus. Uh, you know, there's nothing radical that's changed at Carlton. But it's the next layer, I think, of what we've seen from last year, the contested stuff, and then get the handball game going. I think now you'll see more aggression and more dare and more more um, more, more corridor work from Carlton, uh, particularly off, off half-back in 2023. Been talking a bit about handball years. Brett Montgomery you know, talked... Well, I asked him the question, and I asked a couple that have been on the show about this you know, 10 or 15-metre handball out of stoppage out of congestion and we talk about the fact that those stoppages outside of the centre square bounce get ringed so there's not a lot of room but there's never been a lot of room for the inside kick at half back either but teams are still biting it off and biting it off successfully to resurrect the way they move the ball so are we going to see that it looked as if Geelong were working fairly diligently on handball yesterday when I was there but they were only doing that kind of shortish drill session anyway Um, do you think we'll get more 
Forward, Hamble, more 45 degree forward Hamble rather than the flick back out of the pack to the guy going backwards? Yeah, well, we touched on it the other day as well. I yeah. think most teams now are saying go forward, get, get, get going, you know. Not necessarily dump kick the ball forward. Um, but that I, mean, with, I think we're seeing teams now have a, a greater handle on the stand rule. The guy on the mark is really, he's not much of an impediment. If, if you can handle, you know, as you're saying, on that 45 or just through the line of the man on the mark, you can ignite quite quickly a, a really aggressive ball movement pattern. Um, so teams now, they're all using that. So I, I'm looking for what, what the next step is. Read the man on the mark. How do you stop teams basically stepping around him? Um, the, the aggression with handball, I think Richmond have mastered that and they've challenged yeah. the competition to come with. Um, so when you look at the Giants, it wouldn't wouldn't shock me that there's a, there's a there's a bit of Richmond about it, given Adam Kingsley's history with Damien Hardwick. So it'll be exciting. We, we hope it, we hope the forward handball does come back because it just gives us such such daring play and and high scoring. And heard from Brent Montgomery yesterday they're going to play Toby Green permanently forward. And if we do have Jordan DeGoey and Dustin Martin and Jake Stringer, and we know what Bailey Fritz can do as a permanent forward. If all of a sudden you've got a heap of guys, and it'd be interesting to see what Richmond do, given they've got Hopper and Toronto, whether that means Martin plays forward more. Uh, what some of these guys could put together in terms of goal tally if they do get a full year on the 50 or inside it. Yeah, spot on. Oh, I think it's uh, it's really exciting for, for all footy fans to see Toby forward of centre. I think he kicked 45 goals in, in 2021, and, that, and that's, and that's you know, what, across 18 games. It's not even a full season. So. Yeah. You know, get, get him back to that. I mean, there's very few players at his size. I think he's only 182 centimetres that can contested mark, that can finish like he does. He, he's he's almost their centre half forward. So I'm with you. I think if you've got a guy that can, you know, he could potentially be a 50 plus goal kicker. I think every year when we talk about who the most valuable forwards are in the game, his name is one of the first three or four that that's bring to mind. So why why not maximise that? I think they'll give midfield opportunity to that next wave of talent coming through at GWS. They've got to satisfy them for midfield minutes. Um, it's no longer viable to, to play them on a half-forward flank or a half-back flank because you lose them when contract time comes up. So you've, you've got to give them prime time midfield minutes to satisfy um, both of them in the short term and, and that they stay for the long term. Critical time before I let you go, Kingy, right now. You want to lift your intensity. You want to get some body on body, but you don't want to lose players to injury. How much has it changed the, the work rate of Feb over the course of the last decade? Yeah, well, most teams are, will go on a camp next week. Um, so it's just interesting talking to different clubs whether that's part of a, a, you know, a, a decreased load, if you like, or do they ramp it up with their running uh, whilst they're on these breaks? So each team has a different, a different strategy and a different program. Um, what works and what fails, we really don't know until we see them in round one. Um, so everyone's got the, the perfect answer at the moment or the, the right model, uh, albeit they're different models, and we, we just sit back now and wait. I think that there is a level of basically, you know, put your hands over your eyes and cross your fingers or whatever you need to do as a coach and just hope for the best. I mean, injuries right now kill you um, for the start of the season, but still a bit of a way to go, uh, but a lot of luck required. And just about got the whole community pre-season game schedule across March 2-3-4 sorted, but I don't know where North or the Dogs or Melbourne or Richmond are playing. Are any of your spies been able to come up with a, with a where and when? 
<laughs> I'm still not sure why we don't know who's playing who. Yeah. I, I think the Kangaroos are playing the Tigers. I'm not. I heard that uh, around the, okay. the around the traps, but and that may even be at Arden Street playing. So right. I, I just keep you keep you to the ground on that one. But um, yeah, we just have to wait until they until they uh, advise us. We are the fan, after all. We are the we are the people that uh, the AFL are working for. So the quicker we find out, the better. Yeah, I'm sure that they haven't been uh, afraid to trample on other sports headlines uh, in the past. So just the fact that the Australian <laughs> Open is going doesn't. I'm not sure why they aren't anyway. But anyway, maybe I'm. I've got too much interest in it because I, I'm like you. I can't wait to see them in action. Kingy, great to have you on. Really appreciate your time and uh, uh, thanks for doing this. It's a pleasure to have you on, and the listeners love it. So thank you. Hey, good luck in Tassie, and, and if you can just put it out there to our Tasmanian strong or our Hobartians, mm. if they can rank the restaurants you should be going oh, to yes. in order next week. Well, gee, I went to Fire Door in Sydney a couple about when I was there for the Sydney Test. Uh, if, you, if you're in Sydney, just drop past that one. They cook it all on open fire. Uh, the steak, the vegetables, the whole Tassie. lot. Hey, it's got nothing on Hobart. Right. Point. Well, give me a suggestion on the text. Uh, where should I go? Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I won't just save myself for the scallop pie. I'll go a little deeper than that into one of their best. Uh, it is a beautiful place, Hobart. I got to say, great to have you, Kingy. We'll talk soon. See you, David King joining us. Um, yeah. So Dom. So just running through the games we know of, uh, according to what's come through on the text and from people uh, across that March two three four weekend. Hawthorne Collingwood. Dom reckons is going to be one of the matchups. Um, we, I think we, we're having Adelaide and Port maybe go to the West. So one will play the West Coast and the other will play Frio. Uh, Sean Grigg told us that Geelong's playing Brisbane up in Brisbane. Uh, Lenny Hayes told us Essendon are hosting either St Kilda or Melbourne down at RSEA Park, which would be a ripper to get a good crowd in for that. Isaac Henney telling us that the Swans are hosting Carlton. Um, Tyler Brown telling us that Adelaide's off to the West. Uh, Brett Montgomery yesterday telling us that the Giants are hosting Gold Coast at Blacktown. So, yeah, still not sure about North Dogs, Melbourne and Richmond. But if Kingy's right and North are playing Richmond, then that would probably mean the Bulldogs would play a game against Melbourne uh, somewhere in Melbourne, you'd hope. Um, or maybe Ballarat. We'll take a break. More of your calls and your texts. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. And we do have a bottle of Starwood Twofold Double Grain Australian Whiskey. Thanks to Hairy Dog's Summer of Aussie Spirits to give away. Hairydog.com.au.